0: back to another episode of the red river rising i'm pastor mike and today we're going to get into part two of our series here all things work for good and what we're going to do is pick back up where we left off in joseph's story here and joseph is about to get falsely accused and and put right back into a bad situation but we're going to see how this on plays today glad to have you with us uh it's going to be a great message hang tight hold on and enjoy
1: so in Genesis chapter 39, uh, verses 19 through 23, it says, So it was when the master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, Your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. Then Joseph's master took him and put him in into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did,
0: the Lord made it prosper. Here we are, back into this again. So he was doing good, and then got a false accusation against him, and then wham, right back into it, right?
1: Right, and, and let's focus on that false accusation for a minute. Potiphar's wife, she lusted after Joseph. Right. And when Joseph um uh, didn't return her affections, when he when he uh uh denied her what she wanted, her pride kicked in. Yeah. And it resulted in a false accusation and Joseph going to prison.
0: And that pride word keeps coming up over and over and over again, doesn't
1: yes, it? Yes, it sure does. And um so we see here he was falsely accused and he ends up going to prison. All right. Prisoner in jail, another low rung on the social uh, ladder. That's right. That's right. So he went from, uh, slavehood to being a prisoner. So, you know, personally, I think it'd be better to be a slave because you have some more degree of freedom than a prisoner in a prison.
0: Yeah. And if you think about the times, I mean, the prison wasn't like they had a television there that they could watch and, you know, outside hours. I mean, this was, this is, this is not an environment that any of us would want to be in ever. Of course, neither is prison today, but. I mean, it really was bad for that time period as well.
1: Right. And, but, um, but again, you know, and there's been a lot of, a lot of messages with the title, but God.
0: That's right. That's right. And,
1: That's right. you know, God's favor was on Joseph. And if God's favor was on Joseph, that means, you know, he was still walking in faith.
0: That's right. And again, you know, he had to be doing something right here as well with, with still serving the Lord in a physical manner as well. Cause everything that he was doing as a prisoner was still found favor so again uh, i I have to believe that he's in there with that same thing of i'm this may not be where i want to be he may you know be questioning why god or so on and so forth but his actions that he put forth are still the right and honorable actions to be able to take in this obviously because the prisoner
1: you know i'm saying has now overseen the prison you know right so he knew that if he continued to walk in faith and he continued to serve his master as unto the lord um He'd get the same results that he got in Potiphar's house. That's right, that's and, right. And, and that, that panned out. You know, the, the warden saw his abilities and the favor that God had on him. So the warden elevated him to running the prison. Yeah, I mean,
0: think about it to the point that he, it says here that uh, he didn't even look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. I mean, that's complete and utter trust in somebody who's a prisoner. I mean, that, that speaks a lot. I, I don't know a whole lot of prisons that run like that nowadays.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, and the last thing I want to point out about this uh group of scripture is um we see here that Joseph is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. Cuz we see here he's completely innocent of the charge, but yet right. he's being punished. That's right. And and that's how Jesus, you know, he was completely innocent, an innocent unblemished lamb, but yet he was punished for the sins of humanity. That's exactly right.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Okay, so moving on, uh we see here in Genesis chapter 41 verse 1 And from this point on, we're just going to kind of uh, skip from verse to verse. Sure. Uh, So chapter or verse one says, Then it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh had a dream, and behold, he stood by the river. Uh, Verses eight and nine. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told his dream, but there was no one who could interpret them for, for Pharaoh. Then the chief butler spoke up to Pharaoh, saying, I remember my faults this day. Okay, so, uh, a little background here. Um, the chief butler and the baker were thrown in jail a few years prior to this. That's right. And, um, they along, both.
0: Along with Joseph, right? right? They were all together. Right. right.
1: Yeah. And, uh, they both had dreams that they couldn't interpret and yep. they shared those dreams with Joseph and Joseph had the gift of insight from the Holy Spirit. And, and interpreted their dreams for them. He said to the butler, well, you're going to be restored to your former post. And he said to the baker, you're going to be executed. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. Yeah.
0: But the butler had also told Joseph that there would be, you know, a reward for him based off of that interpretation as well.
1: Right. Yeah. Joseph asked him, Hey, remember me when you're restored back to Pharaoh's court. That's right, that's right.
0: But he didn't. That's right. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) Which is what he's referring to here when he's when the I remember my faults this day, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Two years later, you know, when Farrell was in a similar situation as the butler was, you know, he had these troubling dreams, didn't know what they meant, nobody could tell him what they meant, and the butler said, Oh yeah, I remember that guy in prison. You know, this is a little off topic here, but
0: how many times have you loaned somebody five dollars? And uh, you know, uh, two weeks goes by, and you say, "Man, I haven't gotten my five dollars back." And maybe, maybe a month goes by, I haven't got. Can you imagine two years of being in prison and and looking and saying, "Hey, man, this guy here has been elevated up, and he's forgotten all about me while I'm sitting in here, boy." Mm-hmm. That's just uh, this little side note of forgiveness for somebody as well,
1: right? And persistence, yes, not, not losing your your morale.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Um. So uh, – and, and the dreams that Pharaoh had, uh, they were the the dreams where you had those seven fatted cows being eaten by the seven sickly cows and the seven fatted corn cobs being eaten by the sickly corn cobs. And so that was the dream that troubled him, and nobody knew the answer.
0: No.
1: Um, so we, jumping up to verses 12 and 13, uh, it says, Now there was a young Hebrew man with us there. This is the butler speaking. Now there was a young Hebrew man with us there, a servant of the captain of the guard, and we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man he interpreted according to his own dream, and it came to pass, just as he interpreted it for us, so it happened. He restored me to my office, and he hanged him. So um, the butler is talking about the dreams were interpreted, and that he was going to be restored to his office, which happened, and then the baker was going to be hanged, which, which had happened. And Joseph was the one that interpreted these dreams for him. And so the butler is sharing this with Pharaoh. Right. And in verses 15 and 16, Pharaoh's uh, they they brought Joseph out of prison, cleaned him up and presented him to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's talking to Joseph. And he says, I've had a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream and interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And I want to stop here momentarily, and I want to mention to every follower of Christ that we should follow Joseph's example here. That's right. You know, all our uh, gifts come from God. All our anointings come from God. Um, if we're serving God's purpose, all our accomplishments are because of the gifts and abilities and God's hand on our life. So we shouldn't take any credit for it, and we should give all the glory to God. Because if we don't, we're in danger of Right. That's right. That's
0: right. You you hit the nail on the head there with that. Uh, you know, not only does God our provider and gives us all of those things, but there's a reason why they're given to us. And it's to be shared with amongst others so that it can be built up and then presented as the kingdom of God and all of its glory with that. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we come in and our church is, is a faith believing church. Uh, we've seen miracles happen here. I've been part of those myself. And it's not anything that's related upon my worthiness as much as it is related upon those, those, saw it were then convicted of the power of god and then built in their faith in what god can do in their own personal life so i can think of many many uh unfortunately many pastors many preachers today uh I don't, that are in a pulpit that are, are really self-serving and, and not god-serving mm-hmm. and uh, so i, I I tell you, you know, Paul tells us to put it to Scripture and test it, and that's exactly what we need to do. Not just the Scriptures that they're using, but the character of a man with that as well, or woman, for that matter. I, you know, if they're up there trying to lead a flock.
1: Right. So this applies to every Christian, and particularly, particularly those that are in ministry. Yeah.
0: And and, and almost all of us are in a ministry in one way or another, sir.
1: Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so if you you know if you're in a ministry and you have a lot of success, um or really in anything if god called you to be a banker and you're that's highly right. successful if he that's called right. you to be uh, an accountant or a teacher or a professor and you're highly successful you know the worst thing you can do spiritually is to puff yourself up and say look what i
0: did that's exactly right that's exactly right you want to see a train come to a stop real quick <laughs> yeah get that <laughs> kind of attitude with it all right right. Exactly right
1: yeah okay so verse 33 um it says Now therefore let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Okay, so um between this verse and the last verse Joseph interprets the dream. Right. He tells Pharaoh there's going to be 7 years of great prosperity followed by 7 years of terrible fam- famine. Yeah. Um so you need to appoint somebody to prepare the country during the prosperous years for the famine years.
0: And just a little side note with that, too. I'm convinced that Joseph is not speaking of himself here either. I think that really his, when he's telling the Pharaoh this, that he's not telling the Pharaoh trying to set himself up for, you know, an elevation. We just talked about this before in the previous verse of 16 where it says, you know, God will give Pharaoh an answer piece. So mm-hmm. If that's his heart. And he's always pointing to God and not his own greatness. When he's telling this to Pharaoh, he's doing it with a genuine heart of the mm-hmm. interpretation of this, right?
1: Yeah. I'm confident he was just glad to be out of prison Um, helping Pharaoh, trusting that Pharaoh would reward him somehow. That's exactly right. Not necessarily elevating him to where he got elevated, but just, you know, having a better disposition than where he came from.
0: That's genuineness. And that'll, that'll take you a long way. You know, that will open up doors for you. If you're genuinely looking for now for somebody else, uh, God will open up certain doors to elevate you through that. Just because you're really thinking about other people before yourself, that golden rule. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so verse 37 through 40 it reads, So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You should be over all my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. So we see here as we talked, uh, you know, jo- uh, earlier Joseph was forgotten in prison for two years. Uh, an event happens where Joseph's remembered by the butler, and he's pulled out of prison, and he helps out Pharaoh, mm-hmm. and Pharaoh elevates him to being second in charge.
0: Now think about this too. You know, you're talking about a Pharaoh of Egypt. Pharaoh was not a god-believing man. He was a god's. Believing mm-hmm. man, they had mm-hmm. their own multiples of gods, right? So, this really speaks a lot of volume into that as well. That here he is recognizing out of Joseph the one true God that is on him to elevate him for somebody who doesn't even have that same belief system speaks volumes to me as well of what God can do,
1: right? Exactly. You know, s- such a thing can only be done by the hand of God. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. And and here's another type and shadow uh, where Joseph is a symbol of Jesus, because we see here Joseph has been given all power and authority throughout Egypt only in regard to the throne of sovereignty is Pharaoh greater. That's right. Well, we yeah. know when Jesus ascended to heaven, he was seated at the right hand of the Holy Father right. and all power and authority in heaven and on earth were given to him. So he has that only in regard to the throne of sovereignty that the Holy Father sits on you know, that's right. is he second?
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's uh that's good. And, you know, thinking about that as well is that, you know, we've been given the Holy Ghost. We've been given the Holy Spirit. And that's where that power rests into. You know, the power, the Holy Spirit is a conduit. For when we call upon the name of Jesus Christ, when we ask for something or we speak to something, we speak that in the name of of Jesus Christ because that is where that authority lies in. And that's what enables us with that power then to be able to take things from the supernatural uh, realm and put them into our natural realm for their manifestations here too. So praise praise the Lord that that authority has been passed down to our use not for our possession, but for our, our use, uh, for the kingdom too.
1: Right. So if we use it in the right, in the right vein. That's right. It'll be effective. That's exactly right. That's right.
0: And, and it'll be, it'll be true. The God's word doesn't come back void. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it's faithful. He's faithful.
1: Yep. So we, we see here all the, all the things that have happened to Joseph, all the negative circumstances that have been thrown against him. And in the end, God elevates him to being basically the ruler of Egypt.
0: That's exactly right.
1: And uh, so we see here that all things work for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose.
0: That's right. And every step along the way, right, was a step of learning, a step of developing, um, whether it be his skills or his character, his faith, his determination. Each thing that he went through was something that elevated a personal thing in him as well to prepare him for the next step that he was about to
1: encounter, too. Right. And it was all in stages. You know, his he. God developed Joseph's leadership, organizational, and administrative skills in steps. That's right. First, he was in charge of a household. Yeah. Then he was in charge of a prison, which was a bigger entity. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, he was in charge of a country. Yeah. And, and not only a country, but it was the one of the... Uh, more uh, prominent countries of the world, if not the most prominent yeah, that's and, exactly and had you know so Joseph had great influence on a on a significant part of the world at that time
0: that 's right, in history in and of itself, I mean you know at the time of Pharaoh, it was the most advanced civilization that there was, so uh, you know here 's joseph in in the midst of all that 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 guides history from that point forward, and all this from a boy who got cast into a well because his brothers were prideful. And jealous of what he may
1: become. All right. Right. So if a, if a young lad, you know, cast into a well, uh, can end up ruling the most civilized country in the world at that time, no matter what your circumstances are, you know, God can bring you out of them and elevate you too. thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, Rick, I've really enjoyed today's uh, podcast that we've got here. And, uh, folks, I hope you at home have been encouraged by it. You know, uh, God can use a donkey to talk. Um I, I'm so thankful for that because sometimes I can't even speak as well as a donkey. Probably. <laughs> so uh, I'm thankful, but I want to encourage you, especially in times like this right now that you're going through and uh, people get emotionally upset. They're, they're, their, their feelings get hurt very easily, so on and so forth. It's just a stressful environment that we're in. And, uh, sometimes can heighten things and, you know, pride comes into play really because of, uh, you know, their own lack of understanding or whatever it may be. But when you're come up against, just keep this in mind that, that, that Joseph is no different than you, that God is no respecter of man and that he'll take care of you and bring you up and elevate you in, in any time as well. So Rick, any other final closing thoughts you may have, brother? Uh, no. Alright, well, as always, it's great to have you with us. I'm Pastor Mike.
1: I'm Brother Rick, and we encourage everyone to prepare their heart for the coming revival. Amen.